Hey there, and welcome to Oh Shit, I'm the Boss Now, the podcast that's all about helping you navigate the sometimes terrifying and humbling journey of becoming the boss your business needs you to be. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and I've been in the trenches building, recruiting, and HR programs for over 15 years. From hiring to firing and everything in between, I've seen it all. Technically, I have an MBA, but I can say with total confidence that I learned more about scaling teams working in high growth startups for the last seven years. This podcast is not going to bring you corporate red tape or high level theory. It's more like a fireside chat with your friend. You know, the one who always tells you the real hard, honest truth that's sometimes annoying. That's going to be me from time to time. We'll dive into the real talk about what it means to lead, to manage, and to build a team when all of a sudden you look around the room and you're like, oh shit, I'm the one in charge. No BS, just actionable advice and stories from people just like you. So whether you're a seasoned entrepreneur, a newbie boss, or somewhere in the middle, oh shit, I'm the boss now is your go-to source for insights, inspiration, and the occasional, well, hopefully more than occasional aha moment that'll make your journey smoother and more successful. So grab your coffee, your notepad, or just sit back and enjoy the ride because together we're going to tackle the challenges, celebrate the victories, and learn from the mishaps we all make. It's time to step into your role of boss with confidence, grace, and for the love of God, a little bit of humor. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Jackie Koch, and today I'm recording this very early in the morning after I just got back from walking my dog, Ozzy. We typically go for a walk every morning at like 5.30 or 6. And there's just been something that's been really heavy on my heart for the last week that I wanted to record a podcast episode about. So it's about laying off team members. And unfortunately, I had to support a client in doing this last week. And it's something that is still keeping me up at night, still waking up in the morning, wondering how I could have done things differently, how I could have helped earlier on, like all of these things. I've had to lay off a lot of people actually in my career in HR. I've laid off people in every single company that I've worked at. The only one I'm wondering about is my very first company. I worked at a temporary staffing agency. I definitely had to fire people or end their assignments. I do believe we had to do layoffs then, but I most definitely had to tell people that they were no longer going to have a job, right? And that's essentially what a layoff is. So now it's been 17 years of this and it doesn't get easier. It really doesn't. My only hope is that I get a little bit better every single time at managing it, communicating it, and most importantly, influencing what happens before the layoff. And what I mean by that is my role and the role of HR in general is to like influence behind the scenes. You most likely have no idea what the HR teams are doing or people who care about this stuff are doing behind the scenes because we don't get the credit for stuff. We're also not the decision makers. So we are doing our job if we can convince and influence people to do things in a way that is respectful and is thinking about the team. And so often that is a thankless job and that's fine. I honestly don't need that. You're doing your job when you see a leader do something that you know that you had an influence on or you're doing your job when you see results through other people. And that's what management is. 
like in leadership is getting results through other people. And you don't need the credit of, oh, hey, that was my idea. Like, why didn't you tell the team that I brought it up? I don't want that because that discredits the leader. Like I want them to be getting better. So that was a digression. But I want to bring that up actually as I'm thinking about it, because I do think that's something that you need to remember as a leader is that you are doing your job as a manager when people do the things that you've coached them to do. Or if you hear somebody say something that you told them to somebody else, don't be like, hey, why are you not giving me credit for it? Be like, yeah, I did it. And that's when I know I'm doing my job. But back to the concept of layoffs. So I really just wanted to, instead of giving you a playbook of how to do it, share some things I've learned along the way about laying people off in hopes that it helps you think about it differently or it helps you make different decisions so that you're doing it in the least harmful way possible. I'm not even going to say the best way possible because there's no good way to do a layoff. And so the first thing that I've learned is that people are always surprised. It doesn't matter how bad your company's been doing financially. It doesn't matter how transparent you are about stuff. They're always surprised in the moment. They always feel a little bit blindsided. And that's because, you know, if they're still at your company, they probably have hope that things are going to turn around. And so if you can give people notice ahead of time, do it. Meaning as much as you can avoid having people's last day be the day that they find out about the layoff, the better. I get the worry that they're given this bad news, like what if they go and tell all of our clients or what if they do something harmful? Like what if they do something to jeopardize your business? And I understand that is a risk and that is a real thing that can happen. However, I rarely ever see that this happens. In fact, I can confidently say this. I've never once had this happen where you tell somebody they're getting laid off and they do terrible things. Like I was worried about it and I had plenty of times to be worried about it, but I've never seen it happen. For example, early in my career, we had to lay off hundreds of people and we gave them a year and a half notice, you guys, a year and a half. Now there's probably reasons why they didn't do it because they were getting a severance and they had to work through their transition date in order to collect the severance. But honestly, I don't even think that mattered. I don't even know that the carrot was big enough to make that matter. I think they cared too much about their team members, about the company to do that. Because I think if people are going to do harmful things when they're going through a hard situation, any amount of money is not going to keep them from doing it. And so I really strongly urge you, if you can give people notice please do so because that gives them time to wrap stuff up. That gives them time to feel like they're a little bit in control in a situation in which they're not in control in. So an example of this would be if your employees are in a position where they're dealing with clients and vendors and it's a very relationship-driven role or business, a lot of those relationships might be how they're going to find their next job. And so if they're not given time to manage the communication of that and say goodbye and do some of these things, you know, it can be really harmful for their 
I guess I won't say really harmful for their career because they'll find other ways to reach out to them. They can. LinkedIn, like phone numbers, they have everything, right? So they're going to reach out to them regardless. But if they can control the messaging, it really can help them deal with it and get over and start to work through it is a better way to put that because it's something that they have a little bit of control over. And it's just like the right thing to do. So if you can give notice, do so. And sometimes you're required to give notice. So in the sake of the example that I gave you where we gave a year and a half notice, like we were laying, we were such a big organization and laying off so many people that there's a law called the WARN Act. If you're a certain size and you're laying off people, you have to give them at least 60 days notice. Now we gave a year and a half at that company, right? But sometimes you are required to give at least 60 days notice. That's if you have, I think, over 100 employees. I'd have to look that up. But if you look up the warn notice, you can know that. But regardless if it's what you have to do legally, it's kind of the right thing to do. And a lot of times people put this off because they don't want to lay off someone. And so they're trying to find every which way of how to do it. And all of a sudden they find themselves in a position where they can't make payroll. So they have to do it. And I understand And I respect wanting to avoid it at all costs, but you also have a responsibility to your team. And part of that responsibility is knowing that it's coming and being able to see the writing on the wall and making the hard decision ahead of time and having the foresight to know that it's going to come regardless and face it and have the uncomfortable conversations and know that it's a hard thing to do and know you're letting people down and face it anyways because avoiding it and waiting until the last minute and trying every which way is not admirable. Like giving people notice and taking responsibility as your role of the boss and telling people and coming up with a plan ahead of time is caring for your team. So give notice if you can is one thing I've learned. The second thing is do not let people find out through the grapevine. You want to be the one to share the message with them. And this actually leads into another thing I've learned is don't have an HR person be the one delivering the message to your team. It should be you and it should be the manager of that person because the manager's the one who's built the relationship with that person And just having an HR person come in and deliver the message is cold, right? Like I might be the nicest person ever, but if I don't have a relationship with this person and I'm delivering this news, it feels cold and it feels unthoughtful and it's not kind. Be the person who delivers the message. You can have somebody on the HR team share with you how to do it or be on the call to help you answer and explain some of the logistical things like benefits and final paychecks and all of those things, but don't have them be the one that communicates it. You as the manager and as the boss need to be the one to communicate it. And if you don't know how to and you're feeling uncomfortable, then tell us. Tell somebody who is experienced in it and we'll coach you through what to say. We can help you work through what to say, but don't have us be the one to deliver the message. And don't let people find out through the grapevine. Now, it is almost impossible sometimes to do it. So if you're laying off a big group of people, sometimes best to deliver it all at once to everybody because the grapevine will happen. But don't accidentally tell somebody who is going to tell them 
This happened to me and it was one of the most awful things I've ever had to deal with. We were laying off a group of people and we were telling them the next day. And there are some states where you do have to provide people with their final paychecks on their last day. And sometimes that's hard if you're working remotely. And so we were arranging to have that happen. And the person who was arranging it didn't realize it was going on and told them. And they found, and I had to hop on a call very late the night before and deliver the message at that point. And so my point is keep it very confidential. As much as you can trust certain people in an organization, you need to keep this stuff very confidential until you have a chance to explain it and to share it with the person. Don't let them find out through the grapevine. It is hands down one of the worst things that I've ever had to deal with and figure out how to handle. And I felt horrible. And that person felt horrible, more importantly. It wasn't even about how horrible I felt. Like this person was so upset and it was a very terrible way for them to find out about this. Another lesson I've learned is that how you handle a layoff will get back to your team who stays. So treat people as well as you can. The people you're laying off, even if you cut off their email access and their technology access, they're going to tell the current people who are on their team what happened. Like it's inevitable. And they're going to find out. And that is going to affect culture for the long term. So you really have to think about how you handle it and know that they're going to find out. And probably your customers are going to find out too, potentially. And so you need to keep that in mind and handle it in the most respectful way possible. And that is, again, why I say give as much notice as possible. It has longer term impacts than what you probably actually realize. And then this one is going to be hard to swallow, I think. And it's probably going to be surprising to hear from me as somebody who is in HR making this recommendation. But I highly recommend if you know you have to lay people off, make the biggest cut you think might even be possible and do it with the intention of only doing it once. I understand that there is no way to predict the future. And as optimistic as you are about your ability to fundraise or your ability to figure out a new service offering or your ability to make it through, I get it. You're the leader. You should be optimistic about your ability to do it, but there's no way to predict the future. And if you are in a position where you have to lay people off, you're not in a good position regardless. And I actually suggest that you err on the side of laying off too many people than too few of people. And I get it. It's admirable to want to save people's jobs. I get it. I agree with you. But Too often, you see this all the time in the news, there are one wave of layoffs at a company and a second wave of layoffs and a third wave of layoffs. And that has a almost unfixable impact on your culture if you have to do it more than once. So I truly believe the best thing that you can do, which sounds like the coldest thing you can do in the moment, is lay off as many people as you I'm going to say possibly can. And I know that sounds terrible. And I hate saying that. But if you are in a position where you have to lay people off, you're not in a good position. And so you might as well err on doing too many so that you can restructure your company so that you can actually get the ship on the right path. You can steer the ship 
and know that you can actually keep these people's jobs that you have staying. Because if all of a sudden you do one wave of layoffs, it doesn't get better. And in six months, you do another wave of layoffs. Like your team is going to leave and they're going to lose trust that you actually got it. And so laying off as many people as you can, I hate saying it. Like it, I hate it. Like when I say this, I hate it. Right. And, you know, normally I'd be like, retain as many people as possible. And I guess it probably depends on why you're doing the layoff. If it's a financial reason, maybe that's better advice. If it's more just because you got to reorg your company because it makes sense, maybe that isn't the right advice. So as I'm talking through it, maybe I'm changing my opinion on it a little bit. But if it's a financial situation, I really think you should err on the side of too many people. And I feel like a dick saying that. And I'm probably going to get ridiculed for saying that. But I've seen it happen too often. And I think you can recover from one big layoff. It's hard to recover from multiple. It truly really is. So I said what I said. I'll see what the people say. (laughs) I don't know why I laughed. I don't mean it's funny. But I guess I laugh when I feel uncomfortable. And I think I feel uncomfortable that I just made that statement that I believe is true. And then another tip is in the meeting that you're delivering the news is their brain shut off. They go offline. So do not provide a ton of information in that meeting. Be really quick and direct and to the point. Give them time to share stuff. But don't say, this is what's going to happen to this. This is what's going to happen to that. Send that all in a detailed email afterwards because they're going to have space to actually digest it and then come up with questions. Because what's going to happen, and this happens every single time, is I try to give as much information during the meeting, candidly, selfishly, because it makes me feel better. Like, well, at least I can tell them what's going on. It makes me feel like I'm doing something. But really, they always come back with a million questions. And I don't blame them. They have completely went offline because they're blindsided that they're losing their job. And so a layoff is not a situation where you have to be very careful of what you say. Meaning, I think a lot of times managers, when they're firing someone, they've been coached by an HR person to like, don't say anything. Don't give them information because you might be at risk of being sued. I think a layoff situation, well, one, I don't even know that I agree with that advice, but that's another podcast topic. But in a layoff situation, it's truly like because of financial reasons or org chart reasons or some reason, right? And so you can share, you should share how you came to the decision, what you're doing, why you're making that change. All of that information is completely fine to share and should be shared because they might want to know. Now, They may not. They might not care. So I guess my learning in here is be to the point, direct. Don't expect them to remember everything you say in that meeting because they're not going to. And send as much follow-up information afterwards and be a resource. Be a space where they can actually come back and follow up with you and you're not irritated by it and you're not too busy for it. Be kind. Be thoughtful. Be prompt. In your follow-ups. And by prompt, I mean within hours of their emails, not within days. That is a respectful thing to do to somebody who is going through a very, very challenging situation. And so those are my learnings. I'm sure I have more, but those are the things that have been heavy on my mind since I've had to do this quite a few times. And I hope that you can learn from them. So as always, I appreciate you listening to the show. Just by listening, it means that you care about being a good boss and a good leader. And to me, that is one of the best things you can do 
for workplaces. So thanks for tuning in and we'll talk again next time. All right, folks, that's a wrap for today's episode. I hope that you found our discussion valuable and insightful and you are inspired to go out and be a good boss. Just wanted to take a second to remind you that staying compliant with all HR and legal stuff is crucial for your business's success. And if you're wondering about your HR compliance or want to make sure that you're implementing some best practices, I got something for you. If you go over to my company's website, peopleprinciples.co, there is a free compliance and best practices checklist waiting for you. It's right on the homepage. And it's like having a mini HR audit at your fingertips. It's literally what we do with our clients when we start working with them. So go ahead and check it out. You won't regret it. You're going to learn a lot of stuff about what you can do better and what you can fix and what you can start to implement. So head over there and get your checklist. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode.